Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Welcome to the Wine and Cheese Man. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Pam, How does it feel to be on the other side? It For my podcast, it feels very weird, but there's nobody else that I would <laughs> rather have on the other end than you, my friend. Well, it's an honor. It's an honor to do this interview and to take the interviewer's side of things. And so on my end, hello, everyone. I'm Pam Covarrubias. You also probably know me through Cafe Con Pam podcast. And in honor of Cafe Con Pam, I'm drinking cafecito. I was like, maybe I can pour a little glass of wine. But, you know, it's kind of early in the day. Wait. Oops. <laughs> Ooh, she has wine. She has wine every It's noon. It's time for wine, girl. <laughs> it's always wine o'clock. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? So tell us, what are you drinking? What kind of wine are we are we sipping on today? I am drinking a 2014 Zinfandel from Herencial del Valle in Napa Valley. So I've not tried this wine at all. I've actually been saving it because I don't know. I've just been like, what do I going to? And so when I was trying to decide what wine I wanted today, I'm like, ooh, I have this Zinfandel that I haven't tried. So not to be confused with white Zinfandel, which is a rosé, which is more of a semi-sweet rosé. This is a red wine. And let me see if I can, I'm trying, it smells like plum. She's smelling it. So I'm doing the commentary. She's smelling it. She's currently finding the notes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm taking my wine class, so I need to do this. <laughs> of course. And it smells like cedar. I don't know how, like, that's what mm. it smells like. It smells like plums. It smells like cedar. And I think black cherries. Ooh, yum. So, yeah. So let me taste it. Salud so now with, let's, your, with your cafe. Salud con mi cafe. With me. Where the, ooh, mirala with the effects. That was a real effect. And it tastes so exactly what it. I thought it smelled like. So the, the taste matches the smell. The taste matches the smell. I can definitely taste um, the cherry. And it's not too dry because it does, and it's definitely not, you know, where it's an acidic wine, if it makes your mouth like pucker afterwards, mm -hmm. it makes you like pucker and you have um like extra saliva, you know, like you creating mm -hmm. saliva in your mouth, but you know, it's a dry wine. She's so this again. isn't, yeah, another sip. So this isn't a dry wine. I would say it's um like a medium, right? It's like a medium bodied wine. 
and it's pretty good. I like it. I'm I Very won't, nice. I'm going to try to hold back and not finish the bottle during this <laughs> interview. No, I won't finish I mean, the hey. Hey. I only do that when I've heard I only the bottle before. <laughs> it has happened before when we have our virtual wine tastings, but that's over like, so, you know, a few hours. I've totally gone through an entire bottle in one night. Several of us have. We're like talking, you know, we're being all chismosos and, you know, everything. And we're all talking and drinking. Yeah. Have you ever drank more than a bottle, though? By myself? Or Mm -hmm. just in general? No, by yourself. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think I've always stopped at a bottle. The limit is the one bottle? Yeah. Like, there was one, one of my first interviews I did with Vanessa Miranda. And we went through a bottle, and then after we were done, we started drinking another bottle. <laughs> nice. So together nice. we did. Yes. And then I made her food because, you know, I'm infamous for, like, if you come here, like the total Mexicana in me, right? You come to my house, I'm going to feed you. <laughs> Guaranteed to eat delicious food, everyone. Yeah. But make sure you say whether you eat spicy or not because yeah, otherwise your mouth about to be on fire <laughs> yes i once so pam is a vegetarian and i made what was it the uh, jackfruit pulled pork yes. and i invited her over and everything and i put a little bit too much crushed red pepper in it and she's like my muckles are running <laughs> But I couldn't stop eating it because it was delicious. And so, you know, it's, you know, when the abuelitas do food and and you're like, you can feel the love in the food. And so you can't stop eating it because it's good food. But then maybe you were in Ojeda because the food was so spicy. Like, <laughs> like, what was happening here? But it was great. It was great. So thank you. And then you made it again another time without so much. I did without it. Without fire. it. Just for you. Just for you. I know when you're coming over, I know I need to temper my, you know, the picosa and the food, you know, so. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. My gastritis thanks me. <laughs> my call. I'm a good friend. So, I'm your friend and I love you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, I'm always down for good, delicious food. Not so spicy. <laughs> so Jay, how many episodes do we have now? Oh my gosh. So by the, so as of when this episode releases, which is on the anniversary, which is so crazy, 57, 57, this is episode 57. Do you remember episode one? Um, I remember the first interview or like the first episode, the first episode, how many iterations? So let's give people a little background of how this podcast adventure happened. So you made the decision, started the work, and then it was like episode one, time to record. You hit that record button. And then what happened? <laughs> I had a general outline of like what I wanted to say. And I feel like when I hit record, it I said it, but I didn't say it in the way that I wanted to say it. And then I recorded it a couple of times because I think the episode is like the welcome episode of what the podcast is about. So it's only like maybe 15 or 20 minutes. It's not very long. It's actually my number one episode of all time. Like, all time, yeah. But 
I think I recorded it a couple of times and then finally I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I'm just, this is go. I'm not perfect. People will at least know that I'm not trying to be too much of a perfectionist. It is what it is. And then, so that's what it, that's what happened. <laughs> Would you agree that the first episode was the hardest? Yeah, because it was by myself. I mean, yes, it was because it was by myself and I didn't have anybody to kind of play off of the, I've done a few solo episodes and those are always the hardest because even, you know that, me, even now, even now I find those to be the hardest because I like people so much, you know, you know, I like to talk, you know, to I like others, to be, not to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't play off myself. I'm, you know, what's going to happen? So Jay, how are you today? Well, let me tell you what happened. Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> A cue in front of you with help. <laughs> I do. I maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time I just have to have him in front of me and be like, Munch, can you know what happened? <laughs> Let me tell you like. about 2020. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a he's nap right next to me on the bed right now, though. Oh, <laughs> he's the cutest. He's, he's like the most hyper <laughs> old man I've ever head. met. <laughs> He's Ooh, so we, heard funny. Him. we heard the shakes. We heard the shakes. Yes. So you did the first episode and did you have an idea of what the wine and cheese man was going to become? No. I mean, I think I had an idea and I know I shared like you've been there pretty much every step of this podcasting journey. So every time I had an idea, I was like, what do you think? When well, you've been such a sounding board for me, right? So every time we would go on a walk with the dogs or whatever and be like, so this is what I'm thinking. So what do you think? What do you think? And I know I had told you right before I even launched the podcast that I was driving because it was you. I told you and I told Cindy, you two were the only people that I told that I was walking queue and I'm walking close to the waterfront. And I just had this like, like this download. And I was like, what the hell? I haven't even launched the podcast. Why? What are these other ideas coming? And I think that's what I told you. I was like, what the hell? And you're like, girl, it was downloaded. It was downloaded. And I had this grand vision of starting a media company and starting a media company that was specifically for BIPOC podcasters and creators. That scared the living shit out of me, Pam. I think I told you that. I was like, this is crazy. Why did that happen? And I knew that there was things I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure how it was going to happen, right? I had no idea. I knew that I wanted to eventually do wine tastings because that would only be natural for me. Obviously, like three weeks after I launched the podcast, we went into freaking lockdown so I was like, right. well, what can we do? And I just pivoted and I was like, well, what about, and I had seen all of these things for virtual wine tastings and well, we can get into like what, how that developed, but yeah, I had no idea that it was going to go into virtual wine tastings. And now as of the launch of this podcast, I have merchandise. I'm wearing one of my shirts. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew those. So there you go. You can see it right there. <laughs> we'll take a picture. We'll take a picture so we can post it. And you know, having this, these other things, I keep hitting everything. Sorry. It's just, yeah, I had no idea what it was going to become. I had no idea that it was going to start blowing up like it has been. And 
it's just been crazy. It's been honestly so such a crazy journey, such journey that I'm grateful for because again, you know how extroverted I am. You know how I love people. So this has actually been one of my saving graces to get me through quarantine because I've mm. still been with people. I've still, you know, been able to learn about people. I've still been able to connect with people. If I didn't have the podcast, it might be it may not I may have not been a good place. <laughs> For sure. So how would you say I have so many questions, but let's stay with the beginning. Because I saw Jay pre wine and cheese may and the doubts and the like could it be? Maybe maybe it's an idea, maybe you know, and so what would you tell that Jay that was like, I'm not sure if this is even a thing that I could do? What would you tell her today, knowing what you know? Knowing what I know, just trust yourself. Listen, to, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell, I would tell myself what you told me. Just do it. <laughs> Literally, you're just like, you're natural with people. Just do it. Just do it. Don't worry about it. Like, that's literally what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of times, would you agree that we hold ourselves back because of the unknowns? Absolutely. It's the fear of failure. And nobody likes to fail, right? None of us like to fail. We want to be great at everything that we we do. And I've had lots of failures in my life. So, but I think it was something that I felt like I could do, which scared me even more. Like, I was like, I think I could do this and be good at this. But what if I fit? That's what scared me even more. It was like, what if I fail at something that I think I could be good at? Mm. So, and that's where we can, we can dissect that self-reflection because a lot of times everyone goes through it, you know, like, what if I fail? So one of my favorite quotes is, what if you, what if I fail? What if I fall? Oh, darling, but what if you fly? And so the, that fear that says, well, what if I fail? But then I would counter that question to say, what does that mean? Because if you've never done a podcast, then you don't know what it feels like to fail on a podcast, you know? And so it's a lot, it's, it's very interesting. I went through it. Believe me, it took me three years to launch my show. So, I mean, been there. That's why when you were like, I don't know, I'm like, listen, don't wait the three years that I waited because you're like, you can do it. And if it doesn't work for you, then you start a different project and you did it. And here we are a year later. I know you are such a big integral part of that because you really helped push me forward. You helped my confidence in regards to all of that. So thank you, first of all, for being such an amazing friend for all of that and everything else. But yeah, I think that's what it was. You not knowing what failure is. And then remember when I launched it, I was like, how many downloads is good downloads? How many, like I was constantly asking you and you're like, it depends. It's all different. You just launched. And I would tell you what my numbers were. And you're like, you like have three episodes. That's really good. (laughs) People are listening. That's the point. (laughs) Yeah. And it's actually doubled since then. And it's, you know, it's, it's growing actually, in the last probably few months, it's grown significantly. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. You know, you just, you're, when you're not sure, you're not sure how to, what the metrics are, you're not sure. So because I have worked in events, because I've worked in marketing and advertising and PR, I just kind of 
went with it from that way, right? Like, okay, let's, should I throw a launch event? You're like, yes. And Jesse was, yes, you can have it at my space. All right, cool. Thank you. So like Jesse from Femex, cause I always have to give credit where credit's due, right? She's the one who offered me the space for free to have my, to have my event. And then, you know, we had Veronica from All About Wine Tasting, who I asked, you know, hey, will you sponsor the wine? Yes, no problem. Carlos, DJ Cutlass Supreme, was. I was like, hey, you know, how much would you charge to DJ? He's like, I'll do it for free. I want to support you. Lucy with the, um, what's her, I forget the, the photo booth name, selfie something, I have to remember it. She was like, yeah, I'll absolutely do that for you. Jensen's Marketplace. Yes, we will we'll donate cheese. And I was on a, really blown away. But at the same time, I had all these people who supported. And I started, I charged that first event. I was like, well, might as well start out this way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it because a lot of times we're... we're there's a fear not only to fail, but also to ask. And one of the things that I want to applaud you from day one is that you've never been afraid to ask. You fucking ask everyone and because you have nothing to lose. And I love that because this is, I think it's, it's a lesson that you can teach us a lot, teach us, teach a lot of people that if you have an idea, you can, you really are really good at thinking about who can help you get there. And the biggest, the hardest step sometimes is to ask because we can think like, ooh, maybe the wine lady, like she does it, but like, should I? How could I? You know, we start creating stories and you get passes. I mean, you probably the stories are there, but kind of like you, las brincas, you know, you like jump over them and then ask the question and you, and there's, you have nothing to lose when you ask the question. There's only two choices. You either get a yes or get a no. And if you get a no, you're no worse off than not asking the question at all. So I think I got that from my mom, right? She would always tell me the answer is always no if you don't ask the question. She would always mm-hmm. tell me that since I was a little girl. If you, Jay, if you don't ask, the, the answer is always no. If you don't ask, then you're just going to be in the same place. And, you know, I was always that kid when I was in Pop Warner cheerleading and I played softball and stuff like that. And we had to do a lot of fundraising. We didn't come from money. You know, we were, I would say, we weren't lower middle class. I would say we were just very middle class growing up. And, but we didn't like playing travel ball and playing softball and cheerleading and stuff. That's expensive. Equipment, uniforms, all of that is not cheap. And my parents, they couldn't afford to just pay out for that. So I had to raise the money to do that. So we had, when I was a Pop Warner cheerleader, there was these decals, these just stickers that were $5 for a freaking sticker. But I would go by myself, knock on all of the doors. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm with Pop Warner. We're selling these decals. Will you support Pop Warner? You know, like, I know you could totally see that, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I would always sell out of all my stuff because I would just... I just was fearless and we would have bake sales and we would have shifts and me and my mom would always have a shift. And by the time our shift was done, the, f- the food was gone. And one other thing that my mom told me is words she matter. Was selling it. Yes. My mom is really good. She's a really good salesperson. <laughs> 
But this is something that I've carried my entire life. I was probably eight years old when this happened, eight or nine years old when this happened. And we were outside a grocery store and my mom would, my mom would tell me that words matter. And I would say something to the effect of great food, cheap prices or something like that. And my mom would say, don't say cheap. Don't say cheap Mm. because you're, you're toning down the quality of the food. These are, this is food that people have made and you don't want to make it sound cheap. Words matter. And I was like, okay, great food, great prices. Like, start yelling all that. I don't know what. I, I mean, I'm like, you know, in elementary school, who the hell knows what I'm That's doing? awesome. <laughs> but by the time we were done, like by the time our shift was over and the other shift came, the food was all gone. We sold everything. So I owe a lot of that, of like that type of fearlessness of not like just asking and just being bold. To my mom, like for sure. Well, and you had the. Shout out to Doña Yolanda. And I, <laughs> I have met her through FaceTime many times. And <laughs> listen, everyone, have you ever ha- have you had her on the show? She needs to be. No, I don't know if she would come on. I feel like. What? Yeah, I feel like there's certain things she's weird with. And I don't know if she would. I've thought about it because she's crazy, you know? <laughs> and I don't know if she would actually come on though. I think she'd be a great interview. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> be laughing the whole time. She'd so everyone for sure. I've I've met her mom, Doña Yolanda, a couple times through FaceTime. And one time she was dancing. The other time she was out having drinks <laughs> with friends. Oh, was this when we were in Newport Beach and she kept like, yeah. oh, look at our new oh. friends. I'm like random guy. And I'm like, well, where's Even my dad? Met. Right next to her, right? <laughs> but she's showing me everybody else but my dad. And I'm like, well, where's dad? Oh, yeah, he's right here too. And I was so weird. But me and my friends, we just met. That was the best. So yeah. I can attest to the fact that if Jay gets any fearlessness, it's from her mom. <laughs> That is for sure. I won't, I would never deny that of my mom for sure. I would never deny that half. And I'm glad. I mean, for the first, I think one of the things, me and my mom have a really unique bond because mm-hmm. for the first almost four years of my life, it was just me and her before she met my dad. So we have this like very tight bond and we've had our ups and downs for sure. But, you know, she always made things work. She was never afraid to find out. Like one time we were at the farmer's market in LA in Burbank. And this was before George Clooney was like, George Clooney. And, okay. and he was in a, we were waiting to use the phone, this in a phone booth. He was in the phone booth using the phone. George <gasps> Clooney was. Yeah. And I'm like, mom. And I remembered him. This was when he was on Roseanne. He played Booker on Roseanne. But I remembered him from when he was on The Facts of Life. And yeah, girl, I don't know any of this. Back. This is yeah. before you. <laughs> yeah. So he I grew up here. I have no context. I don't know who George Clooney is. Yes. <laughs> he, he played the, the handyman George on The Facts of Life. And I, that's where I recognized him from. And I was like, mom, because that used to be my favorite show. And I was like, mom, mom, I think that's the guy from Facts of Life. I think that she's like, just say something. Again, the boldness of my mom. Just say something. Just say something. And I'm like, no, no. And I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. And she was making the phone call. 
And I just kept staring at him. And my mom said, go just say something, Jay. Oh my gosh. I hear, hear. And she hands me the phone and she walks over to George Clooney and literally says, I'm not kidding. She just walks straight up to him. She goes, my daughter thinks that she recognizes you from the facts of life. Is that you? Is that you? (laughs) And he's like, oh my gosh, I look so different. That is me. And my mom's like, Jay, hang up the phone. Hang up. I don't even know who we're talking to. Maybe my dad or my sister. I don't know. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. And she's like, this is my daughter, Jay. It's her for Jessica and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh my. And he, he sat there for like 15 minutes just talking to me and my mom, the nicest guy. And he was like, wow, I'm surprised you recognized me. A lot of, you know, I don't really get that. And he was driving this really, riding this really nice Harley I have an envelope that says to Jessica from George Clooney or love George Clooney, not from says love George Clooney, but I didn't know what his name was for a long time. So I didn't know what his signature said until he hit ER. And then it's like, Hey, that's that guy guy we talked to for like 20 minutes in LA. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's a great story. I know. I never even heard me talk about it, but it's such a great story. She was the nicest person. Find the envelope and post it on Instagram. And tag I him. will. I will. I will. I have it. I, I think it's at my parents' house. It's, yeah. in a, it's in a photo album. So what did you learn from that experience? Because you didn't want to go talk to him. I didn't because I was in, like, first of all, my mom has also been known to put me in very awkward circumstances. <laughs> you know, I remember in fifth grade, I, wow, look at the memories are just coming. I know. <laughs> in fifth grade, we were at Disneyland for my birthday with my my boyfriend. You know, he came with us. Wait, you were in fifth grade. Yeah. And your mother allowed your quote, quote, boyfriend to come with? Yes. Talk so about she progressive did. We went, parenting. I know. They were, they're very like, my parents are very progressive, but then there's some things they're very old school Mexican about, right? So, but when it, so like we went to go trick or treat together and then the following weekend we went to Disneyland for my birthday and they kept saying, Hey, that's so-and-so like they thought it was a Padres player and they're like, Jay, go ask Jay. And I was like, no, no. And finally I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I went to ask and I don't know if he really was or wasn't. And he was like, no, that's not me. So maybe he could have, he might've said that just because. He's at Disneyland or whatever. But yeah, so I don't know if it really was him or not. But I was so upset that they like made me go. And finally, you know, I get I get irritated. I'm like, fine, I'll go. I'll do it. (laughs) And then you came back and were like, see? Whatever. Huh? And then you came back. You were like, see, it wasn't even him. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm like, why'd you make me do that? (laughs) But then would you agree that those experiences are what gave you the callo, the, the, um, like the, like, like the, 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 the what? The guts. Yeah. Like now, like you don't care. <laughs> you just ask the question. No. Yeah. I No, I definitely do. I think, you know, obviously growing up, you have a lot of embarrassing experience, especially in my family. <laughs> Not even just my mom or my dad. It's like even just in my whole family in general. But for sure, I mean, there's really not, I don't know if there's much that I could get embarrassed about at this point in my life or, 
even if somebody says no, at least I asked, right? And mm-hmm. maybe it's just not the right time. And maybe that person will come back to me later and remember me just for asking because nobody else did. And for sure. yeah, so I definitely think those crazy things that, you know, I always call, you know, I call my mom a cartoon character come to life. <laughs> but I think, yeah, she is. She is. I really do love her. But I think those things that she kind of put, those uncomfortable situations that she put me in, allow me to not feel uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can totally learn from you. So thank you for teaching us that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for asking. I have no idea. See, I knew <laughs> job. <laughs> so, okay, let's bring it back to, to the this one year anniversary, it's been 12 months since the journey. So what are the top three lessons, let's say, that you could point out, whether it was maybe from a guest or maybe from asking someone maybe said no, because we've seen a lot of yeses. We we only see what we see. Right. But behind the scenes, you know, you, you've heard the no's and you maybe somebody never responded or maybe, you know, whatever. So... It's almost like what we see is is Instagram picture. Yeah. But what did really happen? <laughs> so, okay. So um, right before the pandemic started, we it was right after the launch and right before the pandemic, I went to a, like a resource cross small business summit and Brittany Chavez, the one, the founders for Shop Latinx, we had actually talked and she had said, yes, she was, she would be on the podcast and I was supposed to interview her right after the the event. And then she had called me and said, or actually we had talked about it. I had all my stuff. I was, I took wine, I, you know, I, everything. And then at the event, she's like, I'm so sorry. My friend came and she's only here for the weekend. Can we do this another time? And I said, yeah, absolutely. But we've, to this day, we haven't done that interview. So she hasn't said, she hasn't said no, but it just hasn't happened. And I know that she went through a lot of rebranding and a lot of stuff with Shop Latinx, like a lot of different things. So I just looked at that and I was like, look, I'm sure at some point it'll, well, it'll come around. Um, So that's, that's one thing that I like, I was really disappointed at the moment, right? I was really bummed out because I was excited. It was the very beginning of the podcast and to have her on the podcast I was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. But it didn't happen. So mm-hmm. again, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And and that's a great attitude. And also a lesson that we can all learn from, which is don't take things, don't take things personally. Because while it, w- it would have been very easy for you to be like, really? I brought all my things. I brought a bottle of wine to make this happen. And how dare you tell me now, you know? But instead, I mean, she explained herself, obviously, but there's people that could have been like, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. And really taking it from like, okay, it's, it's fine. Maybe this right now, this moment is not the time. We'll make it happen when we make it happen and it's, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And I think the journey that she's gone through the last year, when it happens, I think there will be a different perspective and more for her to share at that point versus last year. Totally. Totally. It's happened to me with guests that same thing. The interview got pushed. And then when we talked, we were able to talk about that. Yeah. Which makes so, the conversation yeah, even I more rich. That personally. There's been other, you know, I do have my, my dream guests and everything. 
And I have my list. Literally, I have a list like right here in front of me that of guests that I want for 2021. And some are little pie in the sky, right? And some <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes, I know that these will happen. But again, if you don't put it out there, if you're if you don't believe in it, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put those pie in the sky people on on my list because it may not happen now, but it will Why happen. Touche. Yeah, yeah. I support. <laughs> I support. What else has happened in a year that you have that has changed you? You know, you're not the same Jay as of 2020, February 2020. You don't need to. You don't no, no. What? No. <laughs> no. Well, how have you seen me change? In many ways, but I want uh, let's explore how you have seen yourself change, and it maybe if you felt it because it's been I mean it's been twelve months of podcasting, which yeah, there it's a lot of work. Now you can now you can oh see my it. God. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so much work, especially when you're a solo person, right? You fully know that. I mean, I am the producer, I'm the booker, I'm the editor, I'm the social media person, I'm literally everything. And I think I know I know we've talked about this before, but I and I have said it before, but but prior to the podcast, I always felt like I was struggling to figure out what I'm supposed to do. I went to school for public relations. I'm good at public relations, but I never found like exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I felt like I was always struggling. And then once I hit 40 and to still feel like that, I was having a really major internal struggle with self-worth, with who I am, with my identity, with a lot of different things, because I'm like, I'm 40 years old and I'm still floundering. I don't want, like, this is not where I expected to be at 40. And then when I moved back to San Diego, because, you know, I'm originally from San Diego and I moved away, I moved to Texas. And then when I moved back to California, I was in Orange County for a couple of years. Then when I moved back to San Diego, it was like everything cleared. And and maybe I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to be doing, but the pieces were being put in place. And I can see that reflecting back on that. I didn't know that at the time. But reflecting back, I can see like all of the pieces coming together. And, you know, when I met you, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know you were Cafe Compam. <laughs> I had no idea, but I knew that I needed to know you. That's all I knew when I met you. I was like, I just need to know her. I don't know why, but I need to know her. Mm-hmm. And like I said, all these pieces coming together. And then when I finally decide to do the podcast and when I decide to go through it and realize, oh my gosh, this is, I think this is what I was meant to do. Like this feels so right. I've never felt like this before. And I don't think I've ever worked besides like maybe when I was younger and in sports and stuff, which I, cause I loved, I don't think I've ever worked as hard at anything as I have since I launched the podcast. And it's because I love it. Like when I took that trip to Portland, I took all my stuff with me and I was at the hotel in Napa finishing my editing. So a podcast could go out on time. And I just kept thinking in that when I was in that hotel room, I was thinking, would I do this for anything else? And I didn't, I couldn't necessarily say yes. I was like, this is awesome. 
Like this is the only thing that I would be staying up for because I love it so much. Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> and then we end right here. No, I love it. And I think what I'm hearing the lesson here is that life is not linear and and it's truly a game of patience because all the work that you've done, the studying, the different jobs that you've held, all of those things, would you agree that have given you the tools, the people that you've met along the way to do this? Because if we were like, okay, Jay, start a podcast in 2018, you were at a different place. Oh, totally. No, I wouldn't have. And in fact, you know, we just had the 10 year anniversary for when I worked at the Super Bowl host committee, the North Texas Super Bowl host committee. And one of my jobs there, or my main job there was to get us in all these events and to do all these things to get all basically to get stuff for free was my job. And, you know, and she I'm very it. good at that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very good at that. And so when we were, when we were having this reunion call, I was joking and I was saying how, yeah, my job was basically to get stuff for free for the host committee. And that has served me well because I continue to do that. I know how to use that, that skill to negotiate. But also I think a big thing is, you know, people know when you're authentic or not. And that is something that I always, I don't feel like I try to be authentic. I just am who I am, right? I think if you're trying to be authentic, you're not being authentic because you are ready. Yeah, you're already not. But, you know, what I've heard a lot over the last year when people meet me has been, I think that's actually boosted my confidence. I'm so humbled when people tell me, oh my gosh, you have such a light. It shines so bright. And oh my gosh, you're so whatever. Like anything that they tell me, it really humbles me because obviously I hope that's what I portray to people. I hope that's what I am when people see me, but how you perceive yourself and how others perceive you can not, they don't always jive, right? right? They don't always run on the same road. And so when people tell me that, then it makes me feel like, okay, I am doing my job. I am being who I'm supposed, you know, I am being myself. I am being true to myself. And that. Sometimes, you know, we go through a lot of difficult times. I've definitely gone through my share of of difficult times, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to find your purpose somewhere along that road. And whether you're in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, it doesn't matter as long as you just don't give up. Mm. That's it. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) there's no commentary to add to that. It's great. I love it. I, I would what I one thing that I would add to to the lesson that you're teaching us from the things that you've learned is be open because that goes along with asking the questions and also being open to receiving whatever feedback it is and using what serves you, throwing away what doesn't. Because a lot of times we could think that we know, but we really don't. And so when the universe places the people in front of us that could be open to receiving that information that might not serve you right in this moment, but maybe later, like this job. So your job at the time was to get things for free. And maybe at the time you didn't even think about it. You were just doing your job and you're so good at it. But now, fast forward years later, 10 years, <laughs> how yeah, are you utilizing this, you know? Oh, yeah. So not like everything that happens will help us along the way some way or another. Do you agree? 
Oh, for sure. I think it's a collective, right? It's the collective lessons that we learn that take us on our journey. And sometimes we don't realize why we're on this journey. Why me? Why now? Why is this happening? You know, we all go through that. We all have our self-pity moments and it's okay. It's okay to, if you need to stay in that hole for a minute, it's okay, but you cannot live in that hole. You got to climb out sometime. And Mm -hmm. I think so often of us, we get comfortable in the dark. We get comfortable in the cold, in the dark, in the hole that we are afraid to see the sunlight that comes out. We're afraid to climb out and see the sun. And you can't be afraid of that because that's where you live life. Yes. Mirala, you wouldn't have said this in 2020, my friend. (laughs) This is how the podcast has changed you. (laughs) I think it's a podcast, but also the people that I've been around, right? I mean, I've attracted some really amazing people, company included, that have really made an impact in my life in a totally different way. I had told my best friend when I first moved to San Diego, back to San Diego, I was like, Mimi, oh my gosh, like these people that I'm meeting. And you were the first person I told her about. And I was like, these people that I'm meeting and these people, oh my gosh, everybody's so in touch with their ancestry and with intuition and with me. And she was so excited for me. She's like, I've never heard you be so excited. And she was so excited for me that I was so excited about these people that were now in my life. So that definitely has an impact on it, right? It's not, yes, all these people that I've met through the podcast, these lessons that I've learned from really each interview, because you take a piece of that Mm -hmm. with you, whether you realize it or not. But also the people that I've met here and I've become friends here. I have my friends still in, in North County in Escondido, but I've met a whole different type of type of friends in since I've been back here in San Diego. Well, and let's let's make it even a little bit more real because and you and I have a personal relationship. So this is how I know the cheese men. But yeah. just like you've met great people that have impacted your life, you've also lost people, meaning friendships and people that you grew out of. And so that's part of growth. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you definitely know the cheese man on all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spill it. I'm just, let's just talk about the lessons. <laughs> yes. No, but I think it's important to realize that now, you know, some relationships are for a reason in a season and some last a long time or are there to run the gamut. And that those were lessons that I've, you know, really mean you have talked about a lot this last year, because especially when somebody's in your life for a really long time, it's hard to put distance. And sometimes you don't even need to say anything. Like in this case, I didn't necessarily say anything. I just created the boundary and was like, okay, this is where my boundary is. This is now I, you know, now I, I'll tell you the, the cheat, the other cheese may offline, <laughs> but you know, that was, you had to, you have to do that. And then there's others where maybe they're newer relationships and you start seeing things that you're, make you question it. And for me, I don't ever want to get to a point because I've, this has happened to me before when I was mm-hmm. younger. And I don't want history to repeat itself where you ignore those signs, you ignore the red flags, and then you end up getting really burned later. And as soon, so in this, so there's been a couple of instances where I've instantly saw the red flags and, 
or I saw a yellow flag. Let's say that I saw a yellow flag and I was like, "Mm, okay. But then as soon as I saw like the red flashing warning sign, then I was like, okay, I need to cut this off now. And which is what I did. And I don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel anything about it because that's just what needed to happen for my mental health. Because Ultimately, they're not in charge of that. The only person that can take charge of my health physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally is me. And if that's what I need to do, then that's what I need to do. Boom. Say no more. That was perfect. And and it's also something that people can learn because a lot of times we hold on to people because we love them. And yeah. what you have done is you can still love them just from a distance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's even people where I'm like, okay, I can hang out with you like once a month. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think you're really nice. I think you're really cool, but I can only handle you once a month. And then then you keep it to that, right? Then you don't need to spend more time. Like you, you need to decide what those boundaries are for yourself and adhere to them because I've, anytime I've ignored my gut, I've always gotten burned. Mm. So now we listen. Yes, for sure. So we are at 60 something episodes By the time this episode releases, this will be episode 57, 57. So, you know, we're getting there in 12 months. What's next for the wine and cheese may? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm working on creating the wine and cheese may wine club. I don't know if if the name will be that or not, but I'm working on that, um, which will be, you know, a different vintner every month. Latino, like, so I'm very, one thing that I really learned while I've been on this journey is I've always loved wine. I've done wine tastings for like ever for mine, you know, but I never learned a lot about it. I was just like, oh, I like this or I don't like this. So just learning about it. But one of the things that really, at some point, I don't even know what clicked, but I was like, are there other Latin, are there some Latino winemakers? Like, what is going on? So I looked it up. I found the Mexican-American Vintners Association. I reached out. And then I realized, like, there's this whole, like, community of Latino winemakers that they actually own the wineries and they own the brand. And when I and then I had posted something on my stories, like, did you guys know that there are Mexican-American winemakers? Overwhelmingly, like, 90% said no. This is from our own community. And when I saw that, I was like, I need to do something about that. Because when we need to support our own community, because oftentimes we're out there supporting other communities, which is great. We need to continue to do that. We need to continue to support Black, Indigenous, and other people, you know, persons of color. We need to continue that because our strength is in numbers and if we come together, it's way more powerful than us individual, our individual communities. But if we don't even know what's happening in our own community, how can we help others if we can't help ourselves? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. So I reached out to them. They've been really awesome. So we've done wine tasting. So the wine club that I'm working on is very specific to Latino winemakers. Yay. Because a lot of people, when they think of us, so this is my new tagline for that, right? So we go from working the land to owning the brand. Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that. They just think of us working the land and not owning the brand. So 
it's going to focus very much on, you know, Latino winemakers. I'm putting together an extensive list of Latino winemakers across the country because oftentimes they are, um, I've seen several lists, but they haven't been comprehensive lists. Mm. And I'm like, no, if I'm going to put this together, I need to put a good list together to put on the website. So that's one of the things is a wine club. Hopefully we'll be able to at least travel a little bit by the end of the year. And once we're able to do that, I'm going to have at least anywhere from one to three in-person events, depending on when we can actually do something. Yay. Yeah. So I want to do it where very similar to my launch event where we have music and wine and a cheese and charcuterie board and, you know, all of that. Sorry. And I keep hitting my wine glass against my little desk here, <laughs> but where we have a live interview. So we, I can interview somebody and record it live to come out maybe like a week or two later, but that's like on the, I was ready to go. I wanted to do it this no. year so bad, but Same. you know, really just depends. But if I can get at least one to three events to do that this year, I'll be really excited. And merch, merch is dice. Like I said at the beginning, now we have merchandise. And who would have thought that? Who would have thought? I have. Tell us about the merch. What do we have? What can we get? So we have this shirt. So I have a woman's burgundy shirt on right now that has the logo like on the where the pocket would be, but there's no pocket. And then there's a. It's called the Merlot. It's the Merlot woman's shirt. Mm-hmm. And then we have a. Like a cream color shirt is called um, Chardonnay Don't Stain t-shirt. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> and that's a unisex shirt. And I have a Merlot colored hoodie. It's a zip up hoodie. It's a unisex hoodie. For some reason, it looks like it has like a waist on the website, but it doesn't. Like I just got it and it has the little thumb holes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's a zip up because girl, you know, us curly girls do not like pullovers because <laughs> there's nothing that we hate flattering about it. Yeah. And plus with when girls with makeup, you don't want to do that either. So I know guys don't really give a fuck either way, but <laughs> I was like, no, let's just do a hoodie. It's a unisex hoodie that has the logo wine glasses. Yay! Mugs that have like coffee mugs that have lids. So you can use it, you know, if you want to put your wine in there and have your lid on. I mean, who am I going to say no? Right? Go go uh, for a picnic yeah. and bring your cup. Hey. Oh, no. Check this out. So, teasing it, I'm teasing it up. I'm teasing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just put it up there for me. So we're also going to have a wine tote. We also have a wine tote. That holds two bottles of wine. It has two wine glasses, napkins, a cheese, like a cheese board. Does not include cheese. The cheese board <laughs> just made it clear. Making it clear. Making it clear <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> and uh, like a the the cheese knife in there. That's like how yeah. fun. How yeah, fun. So and how exciting. And hats and a couple of different types of hats. Yes. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. And and the cool thing is, is the the vendor that I'm using, Print Strata, she's a Latina-owned business mm-hmm. as well. So when you buy something, you're supporting two Latina-owned businesses. So you get a twofer. Yes. You get to support, support me in the podcast and you get to support another Latina-owned business that I use for the vendor because 
again, it's so important that we support one another, right? Mm-hmm. I could have gone anywhere. I could have gone to any like drop shipper place or whatever, but I knew like I need to also put my money where my mouth is. Mm-hmm. And if I'm about like the, if I'm about the quote unquote community, if I'm about the culture and the community and I'm not spending my money there, then who the fuck am I to say anything? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. And everything can be found on your website. Yes, on the wine and Beautiful. How exciting. Which I put together myself. And it's great. I was like, like having, look at this. What do you think? What do you think? Actually, anything that happens, I always am messaging you. I got the merch and I took pictures and I sent it to you. What do you think? What do you think? I know, and, and you know, I go to bed at like 8 p.m. So I'm always responding to you at like four in the morning when I wake up. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was actually up when, no, it was 530. And Today? I almost said, why are you up? And I was like, well, why am I up? <laughs> right, right. How exciting. Congratulations on your 12 months of podcasting. I am Thank sure your you. life is so much more exciting because you have a microphone of you. It, it was already exciting. And it's just so fun, you know? Well, yeah, no, it is. It's kept, it's kept things going because I've been able to, like I said, it's been one of my saving graces of being able to, of this whole quarantine. And who knew, like, I know 2020 was not a good year for a lot of people. We went through a lot as a country. We went through a lot. It was a very heavy year. Personally, I was able, it, I was able to flourish during this time. And I'm very grateful for that. And I know how privileged I am to say, be able to even say that because not a lot of people can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if what I do is able to affect anybody in a positive way, like that always means a lot to me. I've got, okay. Oh my gosh. And so when we went to Latina Fest a couple of years ago in 2019, we went to Latina Fest and it was, we were freaking melting, right? right. <laughs> it was so freaking hot. Dude, fire was coming off the ground. That's yes, how hot it was. You could see the heat coming yeah. off. You were wearing a dress. I know. I know. I'm, I'm very extra exaggerating people. <laughs> They're like, you're firewalkers. Wow. Did you right. go to a Tony Robbins event? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you were wearing a dress. I was wearing a skirt, I believe. Yes. And we and were burning up. Yeah. And I just remember... Because again, initially I didn't know who you were and I listened to your podcast, but I didn't re- like, it didn't register to me like your cafe compas. <laughs> like that's not how I've ever seen you. To me, you're just Pam, my friend, Pam. <laughs> and I remember this little girl heard your voice. Oh, and yes. And the mom come up to you and like, oh my gosh, are you cafe compas? Oh my gosh. Like they were so excited. And I remember when I started the podcast thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if that would ever happen to me. Please the first time happened. anything happened. Huh? <laughs> Please tell me it's happened. Oh, it's happened a couple of times now. Yay! So one time I was in um, one of the Amigas through Y'all Grow, one of the mm-hmm. Amigas groups. And I, they're like, oh, Jessica, like how are things going with the podcast? Blah, blah, blah. Tell, tell everybody like about your podcast. And then I introduced myself and then somebody messaged me, like privately messaged me and then messaged me. No, I think she messaged me on Instagram like, oh my gosh, you're Jessica from the Wine and Cheese My Podcast. I love it. It's so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
Oh my gosh. What? Seriously? And then I just did a podcast that was released. Somebody interviewed me and she told me that she was nervous to ask me to come on the podcast. She's like, she's like, I've been listening to you for a while and I really wanted you to come on, but I was so nervous to ask you because I felt like you were going to say no. And I was like, literally, I'm like, me? Seriously? (laughs) You were nervous to ask me? And I said, first of all, like always ask. That was the first thing I told her. I'm like, always, always ask. But secondly, me? (laughs) (laughs) You're very special. Like I'm saying this genuinely. (laughs) It sounded like I was being sarcastic. No. I truly meant it. <laughs> I heard my tone and I'm like, no, no, no. This is not the I'm tone like, that I'm I... so cool. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yes, you are supposed to be asked to be interviewed because you are awesome. And going back to the lessons that you taught us or that you, that we've talked about, right? Like asking. It hurts. It hurts nothing. Just ask someone. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, um, the one of the radio personalities here in San Diego, Gina the Latina. I met her in an event. We hit it off. She's really cool. We've become friends. And I knew at some point I wanted to ask her because we had actually talked about that before I even met her. Before I even met her, we had talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I apparently my wine <laughs> really wants to talk, crazy. you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk. And but I was like, you know what? That'll probably happen way in the future. And we just happened to meet in an event. And we really got along. She was really cool. We've become friends. And we were at, I didn't even actually initially ask her. We were at an event, like at UTC, like she was hosting an event and I went. And then we were walking back to the parking garage later and we were talking. And she's like, oh, well, tell me more about your podcast and whatever. And I was telling her. And she didn't even remember this. I had to tell her on her interview. And I was like, you offered. She's like, oh my gosh, what did I say? I'm going to be on your podcast. Like basically. (laughs) And she just was like, hey, if you ever want me to be on your podcast, let me know. And I was like, really? Door has been opened. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, yes, for sure. I want you on the podcast. And I was planning on asking her eventually. I just was like, wait, I was like, look, we're just new friends and I don't want to be like, I'm your friend because I want you to be on my podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> like That's not how I roll. I wouldn't ever like want to ask. I don't ever want anybody to feel no. And first of all, nobody should ever feel this way that they're being used for what they can provide. Because if you're feeling like that, then you're, there's already like a challenge in that relationship. So I did. So when she asked me, when she like asked me if I ever wanted her on, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally want you on. And there's been a couple people like eventually I haven't asked her. I've just kind of hinted around like about Liz Hernandez when we've messaged on Instagram. Like I met her at the same event. It was her event that I met Gina at. And I've, I've, Liz is one of the people that I want on the podcast. Um, my ultimate guest is America Ferrera, though. Mm. That's like high, high, high in the sky. My dream guest. I keep saying it when people have asked me. I'm like America Ferrera. She's like the first person I think of. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, she just is so insane. She's been first of all. I've been following her career since um, Real Women Have Curves. Right. Yes. It was the first time I saw somebody that. 
like reflected somebody who had an ass and hips and a panza. And I was like, <sighs> oh my gosh, I'm in love with her. And doing something totally different on her own, like constantly fighting with her family to the struggle to find your own identity that she had in that movie. And then obviously from Ugly Betty. Right. And, you know, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And that was like not even a movie that was directed towards me, but I saw it because she was in it. Like, you saw her, you saw yourself with her and her. Yeah. And then Superstore. So I've like fully followed her career and seeing how involved she is with social justice and politics. Like I just really admire her. So she's like instantly the first person I think of when people ask, who's your dream guest? Like it's her. Well, it's going to happen. It's already out in the universe. Yes, it will happen. (laughs) How fun. All right. Who's your dream guest for your, for your podcast? Hmm. I have a whole list. Like a long, never-ending list, and I keep adding people. I don't know who I would mention right now. Because <laughs> I have, like, I don't know, four or five people, but, like, my pie... I don't know if I know my pie in this guy. Maybe J-Lo. Why not? But that's not, yeah. like... There's not not necessarily an emotional meaning around, behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, but the other about you. I want to interview... <laughs> the other one I, I really want to interview, which I know this will be able to happen as well, is Julissa Prado. The founder of Odisha Yeah, like just because I'm, I'm okay. I'm apparently obsessed with her because she's a Pisces and I'm a Scorpio, and my best friend is Ooh. Pisces too. So I'm already obsessed with her. And but just the fact that you know how hard she's worked to build up Odisha's curls and what I've seen it do for my hair. Like I'm a total like I joke that I am a Rizos Curls cult member. That's the only cult I will ever belong to is the Rizos Curls cult because it freaking works. Like I've spent my entire life struggling with my hair because when I grew up, there was nothing for my type of hair. There was nothing. I spent years being made fun of because of my hair. And then people be like, oh, you're so every people pay to get your hair. And I'm like, I just be a little kid and looking at them, rolling my eyes like, yeah, you're not paying to get made fun of like I am. Right. I went an entire year being called fro by the football team. Like that caused some definite PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, for sure. Because in our culture, well, more specifically Mexican, your type of curl is not the, the texture of hair that's portrayed in the media. And so like, if you don't, if your mom didn't learn how to do it, then you were getting a haircut made for a straight person hair. And so then that messes everything up. Oh yeah. Nobody knew what to do with my hair at all. It was horrible. You're right. Like my mom doesn't have curly hair like I have curly hair and my sisters don't have curly hair and then my dad used to make fun of me and he would like call he would he would sing this song and he would go r-a-g-g-m-o-p-p ragmop that's what he would tell me about my hair (laughs) so I had so many issues about my hair growing up so many issues I don't anymore I'm like my hair is freaking rad whatever like a lot of people just want wish. it. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you just wish. But 
I went so long where I was made fun of. And, you know, I think that toughens your skin up as well, but it also makes you very wary sometimes of the people you associate yourself with. Because I hear some, I'm like, I'm not a fan of backhanded compliments and I will call you out. Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> you're pretty for this or you're pretty. I'm like, no, I'm pretty. If you're going to say I'm pretty, just say I'm pretty. That's Don't it. say I'm pretty for whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I think there's been a couple of times where I've learned like I can cut with my tongue. Like I can, because of that, I mean, because I was made fun Scorpio, of. my friend. Oh, Yeah. And then I just be like, oh, well, you're pretty douchey for a douchebag. Or, you know, I don't even know. Like, you're like the most douchiest douchebag I've ever met. That's pretty cool. Like, just something, I don't even know. I don't even know if that's ever come out of my mouth, but that's just the first thing. <laughs> well, and going back to interviewing Dulisa, for example, it, her product has helped your healing process of loving your hair. And oh, so- to- totally. So these people that I like really want to interview, it's really an emotional connection that I'm right. Having, right. Right. It's not just like I want to interview Julissa Prado because I think she's I, yeah, obviously I think she's cool. But it's really because of what she's helped me do for myself with her product. Right. Like how I've seen my curls. I mean, you've seen my curls come back to life even in the last year and how much more proud I am of it when I lived in Dallas it's so humid and I would straighten it a lot but since I've been back in California like I probably straightened it a handful of times just because the weather makes such a big difference with your curls I saw you once with straight hair and I was like no (laughs) no different person Mm -mm. nope not cool with it I know (laughs) and I used to wear a lot with straight hair and now I'm like oh I don't want to First of all, that just takes too much time. Yes, and I know ain't nobody got time for that. And then it just it does. I feel like a different person when I have straight hair. That's fun. Okay. Should we wrap up? Whatever you want. Let's do it. So what do you want to tell yourself, your future self now? So we looked back and looked at the past. So what do you want to tell Jay 2022? That I'm so proud that you didn't give up. Mm. Thank you for allowing me to interview you. This was fun. Thank you for interviewing. Oh my gosh. Seriously. You know what? Honestly, I had to ask people like what, who, if I should do like a high, like maybe do you want to me to do like a high profile interview or, and then people were just like, hey, again with this wine glass. Um, <laughs> this is how you guys know it's real. Okay. <laughs> She'd be drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking. <laughs> And then I started getting messages saying, no, why don't you, we want the cheese man on you. We want the cheese man on you. Why don't you have somebody interview you? And I was like, well, who should interview me? And then I got a lot of messages, different messages. And then a couple of people were like, why don't you have, you know, cafe con pan? It was actually like literally, why don't you have cafe con pan message you and, or interview you? And I was like, all right. And I mean, obviously you, because we're friends and you know a lot of the cheese and you've really been part of this process since before it started. Like you're the one who created my logo, which I constantly get compliments on. You know, you're the one who walked me through, literally walked me through everything. Where do I start? How do I edit? Like you walked me through everything and when she formally launches her podcast course, you need to take it because <laughs> this year is happening. <laughs> yeah. 
this is the result. Like she walked me through it. She put me through her podcast course, basically. And, you know, it was just so, so helpful. And you were so helpful. So I want to make sure I thank you and just share how much I love you and appreciate you as my friend, because I would probably still be mulling all of this over if it weren't for you. If you're just like, get your ass in gear and do it. <laughs> do it. No, thank you. I my commitment is to share the knowledge that I've been given and the spaces that I've been hanging out and share it because there's plenty for everyone. So of course, when you when you were like, I have this idea of a podcast, it was two ideas, Jay. You had like, it was either a podcast or something else. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, fuck whatever it is. Do remember a podcast. when I changed my name? Like how I had like oh, different names too? I talked about like, I was talking about that and you were like, and I kept coming back to wine and cheese. And I remember, I, and I was like, we were walking. I remember we we're walking and you're like, well, maybe you should do it. If you, I think that's an awesome name. Why don't you do a segment? And then I kept thinking, I'm like, I just think it needs to be the whole podcast. I said, and you're like, then if that's what you think, then that's what you do. And that's it. That's what you, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's all I needed. I just needed like any, anything with the podcast journey. I've like, I've definitely leaned on you for confirmation. Like, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> Which you, you know, the answer, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I also want to, to honor your own inner guide that I'm here as a sounding board, simply bouncing it back to you because you already know the answer, right? So like, I'm here to hold space and you come and you say, well, I kind of wanted the podcast to be kind of like around this and maybe have a little segment, but I'm thinking about, you know, like you already have the answer. So it's just like, okay, let me hold space for you to figure it out. And then you did. And here we are. Yes. Yes. And what you've done, you know how to do that really well. And I've learned that from you too. I've learned a lot from you, Pam. Well, I'm here for you. I can't wait Ditto. for year two. And my and my food is here for you too. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> I'm not even going to share anymore about your food because I don't. I I want to keep like this is where I'm gonna be selfish. <laughs> you have the right to be selfish. I mean, like, just invite me over, okay? I'm gonna eat all the enchiladas and all the the pulled pork. Oh, you should have come over. I just made some enchiladas a couple weeks ago. It's all good. We'll have time. We'll have time. Yeah. You know. All right, my friend. This has been great. I can't wait to see you grow. You can like keep seeing you shine, doing all the things I'm here celebrating for you, just like everyone else. Thank you so much. I celebrate and honor you as well. You are just awesome. And thank you for, I know how crazy busy your schedule is too. So thank you for being willing to interview me, which, <laughs> you know. It's not, it doesn't feel weird now, like, cause we're just talking like we would normally talk, but just the thought of it. And you're like, this is the way she said podcast. I'm, I'm Pam. Like, <laughs> Hello. Taking over for Jay today. <laughs> yes, yes. But thank you. I appreciate you so much. Of course. Likewise. Un abrazo. How do you close? You close with something? Until next time, mi gente. Stay shining. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stay shining. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Med Podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Med on our website, thewineandcheesemedpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at the wine and cheese on Instagram and at 
and Cheese My Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more wine and cheese met, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated, and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.